FM。Term four starts today, so I'm sure you're all just about ready to hit the road. And I had coffee with a couple of girlfriends yesterday morning, and we all said, "What are we doing for the day?" And one of the mums said, "Well, term four starts tomorrow, so you know what that means." And I was like, "Yes, I know what that means. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean?" (laughs) She said, "Well, I'm going to get all the kids' summer uniforms out, make sure they still fit, take the hems down if required. Uh, I'll go shop for recess, do some meal prep." And I went, well, that sounds like a very good thing that a good mum will do. Mm-hmm. And I had nothing on for the day. And I went, I'm going to do that. Uh-huh. I'm going to start that. term four with a bullet. So I got home and intended to get the uniforms out. And then I realised there was a plant that I'd had sitting in a pot outside for a couple of weeks, an olive plant that I had intended to pot. Yeah, right. And I thought, oh, yeah, right. just you, before you, I go and do the shopping, I'm just going to pot this olive. You're growing your own olives nowadays. Oh, yeah. It's called me Kalamata. Um, apparently, it's going to die, <laughs> according to Instagram. I've got no chance of keeping this thing alive. And then Frankie right. came out and said, Mom, I'm bored. And I said, beautiful sunny day. Mm-hmm. Let's get the bikes out. We'll ride down oh. to Henley Square. While we're down there, we'll get some lunch and we can pop into Foodland and get some school snacks. I'm like, okay, the day's still young. I've still got time. You're winning there. Sounds great. So we ride down to the square. Oh, Henley Square was absolutely pumping. You would have hated that because it's kind of like your turf. Every man and his dog, which reminded me I didn't have one and that made me sad. So we we went and got sushi and then... We walked past um, Sea Salt and there was a whole bunch of people out there sitting in the sun, drinking champagne and Aperols. And I was like, you're a bit of a goldfish. I went, oh, that looks like fun. Next minute, found myself there with with my child, drinking Aperols in the sun. Um, And then shops close at five, don't they? Turns out. You missed it. Turns out I didn't buy anything for dinner or for lunch today or for recess, nor did right, I get so the you've... kids' uniforms out. <laughs> you know, no, and then Miller, I walked to the kitchen, Miller was popping popcorn. I said, why are you making popcorn at this time? She said, well, I'm preparing my recess for tomorrow. Oh, There's right, nothing yeah. else you've... in the house except for popcorn. popcorn. You've sent the kids to school with half a dozen Aperol spritzers <laughs> and a busted olive tree. That yeah. is a balanced <laughs> meal. So, sorry, kids. You'll have to fend for yourself because <laughs> mummy drank Aperols in the sunshine. <laughs> Get that funny feeling in the morning. Bet Cozzy and Limo for breakfast. Yeah, Friday was a rainy one, but our hearts were full of rainbows and sunshine oh, when yes. we awarded Rosie from Manaparo West the opportunity to live stress-free in 2023, all of her bills taken care of, oh. and she, <laughs> I thought she was actually going to faint. Yeah. Yeah. I was physically holding yeah. her up. She mm. was trembling like a leaf. Oh, have a listen to the amazing mm. moment on Friday. Let's talk about live stress-free. Let's talk about stress-free. SAFM's Live Stress-Free in 2023. The winner of SAFM's Live Stress Free in 2023 is Rosie Teal from Manapara West. We're at the front, they're hugging. There's two women hugging. Come to the car, Rosie. Come up here, Rosie. She's shaking so badly. I can feel her trembling like a leaf. It's real. It's real, Rosie. Yes. Tell us what bills you're paying. Um, just everything. And I just want to help my cousin and my mum. Oh, my God. I'm just... 
I got gotcha. you. Oh. Tell us about your cousin. She does it tough. She never asks for anything. She always helps everybody else out. Everybody. And my mum. She's my mum. And who wouldn't help their mum? How are you oh. feeling right now? Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, I did it! I did it! Oh my god! <laughs> it's you, oh my Rosie. god! Oh, oh well, and congratulations, everyone else! Oh, oh, let's have you. a cheer for Rosie from Manapara West. Oh. Rosie, tell us about your set of children. I have three children. Um, they're all adults. One's travelling around in Queensland at the moment, and my daughter's home on the end of maternity leave. My son is on a holiday in Queensland with his girlfriend, and he'll be back next week, so he won't be listening, I'm guessing. <laughs> what can you tell us about your cousin? Um, she's just the most beautiful person. She helps everybody. I'm not kidding, everybody, and nothing is too much. She's just a beautiful soul, and, and I love her a lot, and I would do anything to help her out. I can't wait to see her and tell her. Uh, oh, oh. I just can't. You've got some car problems. Problems yourself? Yeah, my car shit itself. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's a technical term, and I believe your boss has given you the day off as well. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I'm sure your boss will be <laughs> fine. I just. Oh, my gosh, I can't thank you guys enough. Well done, oh, she's so happy. She was such a great winner. And at the start, she was genuinely overcome with joy. She yeah. could, You could hear it there in the package. She just mm. couldn't speak. She mm. couldn't even she stand was, up. She was so excited. It was just such a joy to be able to give that prize yep. to Rosie from yeah. Manapara. Ima- imagine if she had have passed out on stage. What a, what a terrible interview that would have been. <laughs> Get that Adelaide feeling. With Bet Cozzy and Limo for breakfast. Wow, it's even hard to say these words. There is something mm-hmm. that I have wanted to do ever since I first walked in the doors as a plucky young 22-year-old boy into the SFM studios on Green Hill Road. Because there's something that has just constantly made me happy when I work in radio. And it happens probably like once a fortnight. And when it happens, I'm just like, it's euphoric. Now, you know in Radio Land how when someone calls up, mm. we don't just say we've got Sally on the line. For, for some reason, mm. Radio always gives you your suburb too. Yep. So you become Sally from McGill or whatever, you know, like I'm Cozzy from Fullerton, mm. Beck from Henley Beach, whatever, you know, it doesn't... Henley Beach doesn't South. Oh, I'm, I, oh, look, I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> nothing brings right, me more right? joy than when the person's name appears in their suburb. Mm. Oh, for yeah, example, okay. mm-hmm. if Craig calls up, and he's from Craigmore. Craig yeah, yeah, oh, okay. oh, yeah. I don't know what it is yeah. about it. It just brings me so much joy. Another example, please. Elizabeth from Elizabeth. Yes. Bernie from uh, Burnside. Oh, careful. Pe- yeah. I like that kind of almost oh, really? spot on. Oh, but, oh, okay. Sure. Could you be Adele from Adelaide? I prefer no. Adelaide from Adelaide. Blair from Blair okay. Athol. Now you're talking. Oh, Welcome Andrew back. from oh, Andrew's yeah, okay. farm. What about, what about Glenn from Glenelg? Yeah. yeah. Or Glenn from Glenalta. Or Glenn Gowrie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Glenn's everywhere. What about Happy from Happy Valley? Harder to find. Harder. Anyway, uh, yeah. I've always thought, like, not only is that cool when that happens, and that, this the thing is, people listening right now, that would apply to, like, one in 10,000 people you or something that's listening. That's cosy statistic. You can't be plucking that stuff. <laughs> Roof me wrong. Uh, and I thought, imagine if you had all of those people mm-hmm. together in one room mm. at the same time. Could that ever happen? Hi, my name is...
And I'm from Beck, Cozzy and Lemos. My name is Party. Oh, yes, Peter Pan. That's what we're doing. We're gathering all people uh, that have their name and their suburb matching, and we're going to put them in one room, and we're going to have a massive party, free night on us. Uh, it's going to happen at the Peninsula Hotel. We've got a venue. We're good to go. Fun, quirky, different. A pub with a twist, the Peninsula Hotel. Now we've just got to fill it. Yeah, it right. could be a I, small party. <laughs> okay, because will you accept, for example, yeah. say Hunter from Huntfield Heights? Oh, or is that this, not close enough? This is something we're going to have to decide together. Mm. All right? Let's just try okay. to keep it as clean as we can. And do you know what? In a world that is so inclusive, I just think it's wonderful that we're doing something that's so exclusive. <laughs> right. Uh, we've got John from Parafield Gardens. Clearly not oh. you, John. Have you got someone who fits the bill? Uh, yeah, my best mate grew up. Um, his name is Linton, and he grew up in the suburb of Linton. Yeah, there you go. Oh, perfect. Oh, wow. there track you go. track him it. down. Get him to register. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, no problem at all. Just the fact <laughs> that it's Linton from Linton. Great. Like, that's yeah. that's kind of what we're after, but we need to speak to Linton in the yeah, in the so, flesh. Yeah, so Linton, call us thirteen ten sixty mm. anytime, or uh, we've put up a page uh, safm.com.au for people to register as well. Let's go to oh. Sky from Bel Air. Morning, Sky. Good morning. How are you guys going? Well, you're close with the sky and the air in Bel Air, but you're not <laughs> quite there. No, I work in Bel Air, and I didn't realise there was a place. I'm only new to Adelaide, so I was like, no way. Oh. <laughs> that looks like I have to move there. <laughs> the, yeah, there is a place called Sky. Mm. Well, Sky Cellars are there. It's good, uh, good wine. <laughs> okay. uh, but you're nominating your brother-in-law. Yes, uh, his name's Craig, and he's from Craigburn. Oh, oh there you go. Right. There we go. Perfect. Can you do us a favour? Can you give him a bit of a nudge or flick him a Facebook message and uh, tell him to tune in and call us because he's exactly who we're looking for. Okay, that's good. Uh, oh, hang on a cotton pick a minute. Line 10 from Blakeview, we've got who? Blake. Yeah! Hey! It'll be empty! Look at a live one. Our very first one. Hi, Blake from Blakeview. G'day, Cosy. How you doing, mate? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's like talking to Blake. a celebrity. <laughs> Indeed. Are you massive in Blakeview, Blake? Uh, I try to be. Oh, mm. All right. That's great, Blake. You're a, you're the very yeah, you're first coming. person yeah, well done, Blake. on yeah. our My mm. Name Is Party. All right. Well done. He's like, I'm not interested uh, in your party. Can, <laughs> can we go again? Can we go again? I guess I the hard we... thing is, like, if your name's Blake from Blakeview, every day's a party. <laughs> really? Uh, mm. Yeah, we'll go again. Lima, who we got? Uh, uh, let's go to, uh, oh, from Andrew's Farm. Oh, Good morning, Andrew. Yes. G'day, how you going? <laughs> oh, Andrew. Oh, we're we're good. Good, you going well. After, were you named after your suburb, Andrew? No, the suburb was named after me, mate. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Because oh, when you first spoke, Andrew, from Andrew's Farm, I actually thought Andrew's Farm was your farm. <laughs> well, that's what everyone says, so it might as well be. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely what's it, perfect. What's it like being Andrew from Andrew's Farm? Oh, uh, just a local celebrity, I guess. Mm. Everyone loves yeah. it. Get that funny feeling in the morning. Bet Cozzy and Limo for breakfast. Dex Fits. Well, we know that the Queen was a big animal lover and we've had a bit of an update about where the animals are at. So her two corgis are with Fergie. Yep, right. <laughs> and, and Fergie, she's a smart woman. For her 63rd birthday, she posted yeah. pictures with the corgis. Which oh, of yeah. course has broken the internet, oh. because, and, and her <laughs> caption is just the presents that keep giving. So she got close to she got forty four thousand likes for that. Wow! So then 
she's backed it up. She's gone, oh, this has gone down well. Yeah. So then she's posted a carousel of her hugging the corgis, yeah. to which everyone's oh. just gone, oh, they're in safe yeah. hands. Imagine if she was like patting one of the corgis and found a little grey hair. One of the Queen's hair. Oh, right. <laughs> you meant that the oh. corgis were getting old. <laughs> Again, Dogs don't really go grey, do they? Except around the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they do. Why did, do we know why Fergie ended up with the corgis Fergie exactly? Had a real connection. Andrew bought the corgis for. Oh, dear. Uh, Dude, not on this show, mate. Just be careful. Oh, no, dear. so, yeah, but it's a gift. So, as no, I read this them story, back. so they live at Fergie and Andrew's house. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're exes and they're still in the same castle oh, together. Hang on. It's a massive castle. Whoa, 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 whoa. Fergie yeah. and Andrew were a couple. Oh. What? Oh, and did I get the wrong royal? No, no, you got oh. Fergie That's and right. Andrew. That's yes, right. they're married. I thought they were Fergie brothers. And and yet they were brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they had the kids. Oh. They had Beatrice, Beatrice and, and um, the other one. Oh. oh. And they still live together. They're split Eugenie. up. Eugenie. Eugenie. Blaze is really carrying us this morning. Guys, 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 <laughs> it's amicable. They're friends. They could they just have together. the other wing. I wonder if they just like still meet yeah. for breakfast down yeah. other ends they of the long do. table. She has been very supportive of Prince Andrew, rightly or wrongly, in, uh, in recent years. Yes. This yeah. is Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas. No. Oh, my God. oh God. Anyway, and then Prince Charles, as I just said, oh, my God, King Charles. We, I should not do any royal reporting. Is selling mm. the Queen's. Or 12 of the Queen's racehorses. I don't know how many she has, but that's a lot of horses. Wow. Yeah. Very good horses, too. Mm. Yeah. The uh, Queen, she knew when to uh, move a horse on. Oh, dear. What's that? You haven't won seven in a row? Get out of the Buckingham Palace. What are you saying? Oh, Buckingham. (laughs) Come on, Okay, I'm I'm getting off the royals. When you check out of a hotel, do you physically... Go down, mm. hand your keys in, say what you had from the minibar, fix your bill, or no, do you just walk out? Absolutely not. I just this, walk out. This is blowing I haven't my done mind. That, I, I haven't done that in years. Really? I did not know you could even do I that. I just walk out. What do you mean? But how do they well, know? What's the, okay. How do they know I'm gone? Because there's a checkout time and they'll go into the room and... <laughs> You're not there. I won't, I won't be there. <laughs> Unless you, like, died overnight and you'd just I be laying there. I you could do this. So what do you, where do you leave the keys? Just on the table there? In the in the room. They just go and get the key and from the room. And as for the bill, well, they've got my credit card. They just add up what's gone out of the room and they charge my because credit card. Oh, I always get stuck in the line yeah. for checkout. And I go, why am I lining uh, up? Why? I don't know. Why because you I thought you that? had to. <laughs> you would have just leave. <laughs> I thought I had to. I thought I just had to touch base and <laughs> say right. you can. You know what? We use this bloody hand information. Because Friday night I'm staying at Scotty's Motel with my wife <laughs> for a cheeky night away without the kids. <laughs> Saturday night I just walk out and leave, look up the kilt and go. But I just Be- didn't. Beck, were you were you worried that if you did that, they'd start going? Tell you what, that Rebecca Morse didn't even say goodbye. Yeah, unbelievable. Yes. <laughs> very polite like that. My mind is blown. Yeah. There no, you go. Just walk out. Just walk out. But what if I'll someone try- was an early check-in and they could start cleaning your room earlier? What about that? I think it's well, common that's not courtesy. My problem. I'm going to cab on my way to the airport. <laughs> Get that Adelaide feeling with Beck, Cosie, and Limo for breakfast. Let's talk about live stress free. Let's talk about live stress free. Let's talk about stress. SAFM's live stress free in 2023. Well, we made the long-awaited announcement of the winner on Friday at our huge outside broadcast at the SAFM School Holiday Fair. There were hundreds of people there. It was a really, really fun morning, and it was just a joy to announce Rosie from Manopara West. As our winner, the SFM listener who is going to live stress-free 
in 2023. And she was such a beautiful person, Rosie, that right off the bat, she wanted to share it immediately. This is what she said to us. Yeah, it was about a cousin. What can you tell us about your cousin? Um, she's just the most beautiful person. She helps everybody. I'm not kidding everybody and nothing is too much. She's been through it tough for the last seven or eight years. She's just a beautiful soul and, and I love her a lot and I would do anything to help her out. I can't wait to see her and tell her. Uh, oh, oh. I just can't. Oh, so of course we recorded the beautiful moment that Rosie called her cousin to share the news. Hello. Hey, Flea, it's Rosie. How you going, darling? Oh, hello. Hey, sweetie, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad. How you guys going? I've been thinking about you guys this week. Have you? Um, are yeah. you are you at work, darling? Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you been listening are to you? the radio? No. No. Um, I won a prize. Uh, no, I won the um, live stress free for 2023, and I would like. Oh, God. oh, that's amazing! And honey, I want to pay some of it forward to you. Oh, darling, I'm okay. That's what I hinted it. Oh, you're amazing. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to say. We're going okay though, darling. We really are. You guys, you guys put your money away so that you can have a really nice holiday somewhere or. You're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) What about, she's like, are you okay? Because she's like, are you at work? It's like, quickly spit out the good news. She thinks something's wrong. Isn't it lovely? I love when someone gets something, the first thing they want to do is share it. Very Mm. kind. Indeed. And Cousin Flea sounds like a beautiful person as well. So uh, good luck to them all. However, they decide to uh, share the spoils of living stress-free. In 2023, but congratulations yeah. again, Rose. You're really fantastic winner. I did think that was Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers oh, at the start of that call, though. <laughs> They're not coming to Adelaide, no. so. Get that funny feeling in the morning. Bet Cozzy and Limo for breakfast. Sean's releasing a memoir about the life that he's had. And as far as memoirs go, McCallus isn't bad. It's pretty good, actually. Sean. Oh, right. uh, the memoir is called Tripping Over Myself. Sean McAuliffe, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much, Yes, And uh, I, I, love the, uh, I love the fact you've done a, a bespoke theme for yeah. the book this time. Yeah. So thank you for that. We no no right. one goes to that effort. Well, Only well, you guys. Sean, we like to keep it fresh for you. There's no doubt about that. Uh, this is uh, Tripping Over Myself, a memoir of a life in comedy. Would you recommend a life in comedy, Sean? Oh, at the end of that, well, I should leave that for others, uh, Liam. I, yeah. I think, uh, look, I was very, uh, like a lot of comedians, I suppose, very attracted to it for some reason, just <laughs> growing up, just comedy generally. I'd, good or bad, I'd just watch every comedy film. So uh, this is a book for those sorts of nerds. <laughs> Sean McAuliffe, is there any uh, truth to the rumour that you will be taking over as host of The Project on <laughs> Channel 10? That's what we're hearing here at SFM. <laughs> I know, I, I haven't had my ear to the ground. So who's leaving? Carrie's leaving, yes? Yes. 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 And yes. Tracy Grimshaw also leaving ACA. Oh. I mean, the world is your oyster. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. I don't think I can move from joke, you know, news presented to actual news <laughs> presented. I don't know whether that's a path I can go down. And Sean, I'm reading some of the uh, quotes that comes has come out with your publicity here. And I'll tell you what, Kate McLennan, this is what she says. This is in your official publicity. 
She says, I had to teach this flog the absolute basics. Embarrassing. <laughs> uh, Denise. Yeah, I, that, I've got to say, so I've got to say that that, that is a, that is a, that's the first typo and it appears on the front <laughs> cover. It's actually not Kate McLennan who said that it was Kate McCartney. So oh, I've had to apologise to both of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, then Denise Scott says, working with Sean was the most difficult thing I've ever had to do in my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's very true. She said that to me uh, at the end of my <laughs> our time together at working on breakfast radio, of all things. <laughs> and I, I, cont- I contacted her afterwards. I said, look, we know we're looking for a quote from you. I remember you said this. Is it okay if we use it? She said, absolutely fine. So even like... Even 15 years later, she still holds those views. Oh, Breakfast Radio does bring out the worst in people. We can vouch for that. Um, the, perhaps the most quotable story in the book, though, is that you danced with Princess Diana. Do tell. I, d- I did. I did. I look at it. was, And it's an Adelaide. It's a beautiful Adelaide we love story, Adelaide. too. Uh, because uh, the then Princess of Wales and the then Prince of Wales, Charles and Diana, came to visit Adelaide, uh, touring Australia. And they wanted, for some reason, they wanted to, to visit um, uh, the Adelaide University. So I was part of the student union. So we organised this thing in the Helen Mayo refectory, which I think is still there on at the Adelaide University, and I got invited. You know, we, I was part wow. of a, about sixty or seventy uh, students are invited. Everybody else with you know kind of vice chancellor and all the big wigs and everything. They were there, so Charles and Diana arrive fashionably late. Not late enough to miss it entirely, but you know just mm. just a couple of hours late. Uh, no doubt, uh, looking at the Helen Moe refectory, thinking, yes, we must execute that equity that uh, agreed to this uh, arrangements <laughs> for us. Uh, sure. there's, a, there's a kind of a, there's a DJ that he puts on Love Plus One. Anyway, so that mm. kicks in. They take to the dance floor. There's a big cheer. We all hit the dance floor. And there's a little moment where, uh, at, the, at the time, you'd sort of spin. You'd spin at a particular point of the song anyway. So I, I spun, and she spun away from Charles, and I spun away from wow. Charles. And for a moment there, we were looking at each other, <gasps> grooving away. And oh. if, you, if you took a picture and you cut out everybody who was around, including the now king of, king of Australia, it would just be her and I. And our eyes locked. And there it is. Oh. It's brought it all back in a Proustian rush. I can see her now. And oh. so we looked at each other. And I think for a moment... For a moment, we considered what the future might have been. <laughs> well, <laughs> absolutely. They were saying that that was the start of the demise between Charles and Diana, and they put it down to you, Sean McAuliffe. Mm. I, I, I can only think that's right. Anyway, she went off on her life and uh, up to a point, and I went off on my uh, my life up to the point we are now, and uh, history was different. Sean McAuliffe, tripping over myself. Uh, it is a fantastic memoir, Sean, of a, uh, a memoir of a life in comedy. Uh, we recommend everyone get out there. And I think it's got Christmas written all over it, this book. The timing is perfect. Uh, Sean McAuliffe, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Get that Adelaide feeling. With Bet Cozzy and Limo for breakfast. This is Breaking News. This is where Rebecca Morse puts on her very best newsreader voice and reads song lyrics. Your job is to identify the song by title and artist. Going head-to-head today is Charlotte from Trot Park and Megan from Kidman Park. Good luck. Your names are your buzzers. This just in. Jealousy turning saints into the sea. Swimming through sick lullabies. Choking on your alibis but it's just the price I pay destiny is calling me open up my eager eyes because I'm Mr. 
Brightside. Charlotte. <laughs> oh, Charlotte, yes. Uh, Mr. Brightside, the killers. Wow. Yeah, well yes. done. <laughs> well took done. a long time, didn't it? I was almost breaking the line and singing halfway through. Yeah, right. Well there done. We uh, Charlotte, you get this one. You win. Megan, you need this one to stay in the game. This just in. You got a $100 bill. Get your hands up. You got a $50 bill. Get Megan. your hands up. Megan, yes, uh, Megan. Megan, yes. Uh, Fat Man Scoop. Um, yep. Uh, I never remember the name of this one either. You've got to be... Uh, oh, th- three, uh, two, no, one. No. Oh, no. <laughs> it's Charlotte, over to you. Oh, I've got the same. I've got Fat Man Scoop. I can't think of the name. Yeah. Oh, and he's coming in a couple of weeks. Oh, he is indeed. Be faithful, guys. Be Did faithful. you actually say be faithful in any of the lyrics? Mm. Anyway, that's a bit of a toughy one. Yeah. All, right. All right. The next one. This just in. Making my way downtown. Walking fast. Faces pass and I'm homebound. Staring blankly ahead, just making my way, making a way through the crowd. And I need you. And I miss you. Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, Charlotte. Vanessa Colton, A Thousand Miles. Oh, yeah, you got it. Well done, Charlotte. <laughs> Get that funny feeling in the morning. Bet Cozzy and Limo for breakfast. Dex Well, we just heard the song Marry You by Bruno Mars. Yes, correct. Oh, yay me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to start with a story about a woman who really messed up. Now, we've all done right. this and we've also, most of us have done, mainly women, what the woman did, which is after the photo has been taken straight away, walk in, snatch the phone to check it oh, and, yeah. and yes. make sure you're happy. And if you're not happy, <laughs> ask for it to be taken yeah. again. Yep. So basically, this woman, and she's had a few drinks and she admits that, says she just wanted a fit pic. So a picture where she looked fit. So basically, the waiter's taking the photo <laughs> and she says to the waiter, I need it to be like flashy. And then as she steps forward, her partner has a ring box and he gets out the ring and says, like this flashy? And she does not even look back at him. She steps straight past him and grabs the phone and is looking at the photos while he uh, is trying oh to propose behind her. Oh, so she's yeah. more God. interested in a picture yeah. of herself than the ring that's behind her. And he's just standing there with the ring box waiting for her to turn around. She is marrying her mobile phone in the coming months and we're all very excited for them. Oh, uh, as, you know when people check the photo to see if it's okay? As Tom Gleeson pointed out in some stand-up a few years ago, that photo is an exact representation of your arrangement. Exactly. <laughs> so don't blame the phone if you don't like what you're seeing. <laughs> and people are like, oh, I'm going to stand on this side. You got my bad side. All that. Yeah, it's like, no, you just yeah. look like that, babe. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty of that. Okay. I hate horror movies. I don't want to be scared. I used I to, like, I used to yes. like being scared, though. So is it an age thing? I don't know. Uh, possibly. I... I don't know that I ever loved horror films, but now I watch trailers. We've spoken about this yeah. on the show. I watch trailers for horror films, and I just think, why? Why? Who, who is going to see that? But I've, I who is going to these films? Got scary. Like I used to like Poltergeist. Yep. Remember um, Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, yeah, that kind yeah, of vibe. Me, that, 
American Werewolf in London. I remember yeah. going to see American. the cinema. I remember, yes. I remember when I was about 15, I stopped watching Neighbours because it got scary. <laughs> All right. right. <laughs> well, the latest horror movie, it's a B-grade, low-budget movie called Terrifier 2. Here's the trailer. So, did you figure out what you're dressing up as tomorrow? He wants to dress up as a real guy who murdered nine people last no. year. Oh, you're not doing that. It's just a costume. Oh, God. I, got, I, no, I think that's blood. No. I think that's think the that sound of yeah. yeah. blood. What's up with you and this clown all of a sudden? It's a clown really as well, like no, you. I haven't seen. It's a clown. What if he decides to come back here? What's with clowns? Yes. Harry Bradshaw once famously said, nothing's scarier than a clown. Um, Basically, the reviews say, a gory mess. The guy behind me passed out cold, crashed into my chair. Another guy left because he didn't feel good. And next minute you could hear him vomiting in the bathroom. Apparently someone passed out and they had to call an ambulance. Why? Why would you put yourself through that? If someone leaves the cinema... And you can hear them vomiting in the bathroom. There's two real problems. One, someone's getting sick. Two, the acoustics in that cinema must be terrible. Not interested. Yeah. I remember watching um, uh, Hannibal, the sequel to Silence oh. of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs is one of the yeah. most scary movies I've ever seen. And there's a yes, scene yeah. where he, um, I think he like starts eating the brain with a spoon. Oh. And I had, to, I thought I was going to pass out. Really? That and when um, Atreyu fell into the quicksand in... Um, Never ending story with my two most traumatic cinema Oh, that. Oh. Get the horse out of the sand, for God's sake. All he's done for you. <laughs> Get the horse out of the sand. Wolf Creek was another one for me. <laughs> oh, what? That? what was it called again? What was it called? Oh, all right. Okay. Hey, I get it. has I get an it. L in it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. terrifying to me. Oh, no, we're thinking of different movies. This is about a scary dog who lives in a creek. This is a movie about wolf someone creek. that can't say wolf. Get that Adelaide feeling. With Bet Cozzy, and Limo for breakfast. Now, have a think about the scariest thing you've ever done. What's the scariest you've mm. ever been? Cos, can you think of something? I think maybe I always wanted to be a bull rider and ride in rodeos. So I entered Tom and I into a bull riding school in Wilmington uh, with the Fraser right. Brothers. And I, when that bull jumped and I was on my own mm. and when I fell off and just not knowing where the bull was, I was packing my dax. Right, okay. That that does sound scary. Beck, scary. Oh, sure, I had been? a horse bolt on me when I was horse riding once and oh, thought I was going right. to get my head knocked off under a tree. Really? What yeah. What happened? Did it recognise you? <laughs> it, it's, it was familiar with me. It says, oh, that's Rebecca Horse. Oh. Uh, yeah. How did it, did it just stop of its own accord eventually? I think it just finally stopped, but I thought I was going to either fall off or yeah, hit a right, tree. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Did it uh, stop well, right next to a news desk so you could just hop <laughs> off and start reading? <laughs> the, uh, I was uh, watching the MotoGP yesterday on Phillip Island. Yeah. And that reminded me of the scariest thing I've ever done. I was uh, lucky enough years ago, about eight years ago now, to do a hot lap with Daryl Beatty on one of the motorbikes. Oh. So you sit, right? So he's on a specially designed bike. I put the suit on with the helmet, obviously. And I say to Daryl Beatty, I go, is there a safety briefing before we start this? And he goes, yep, don't touch me. That was the (gasps) full safety briefing. Oh, I was going to say, don't you... As a pillion or whatever you call it, don't you wrap your arms around you? I I, I pictured you holding his waist. (laughs) No, they've got special little handlebars on the fuel tank. So you lean around him... And you try not to touch oh. him because if you don't touch him, then he's able to manoeuvre and kind of ride the bike. Was it a really cold day? Because I've seen in Dumb and Dumber once, two people can get stuck <laughs> together on a motorbike. <laughs> they can indeed. Uh, no, it was about this time of the year because it was just before to promote the uh, Phillip Island race. 
And we took off, and I spent three laps on the back of that bike, mm. hanging onto those oh. handlebars, oh tighter than you can hang on to anything in your life. Wow. And for three laps, all I said repeatedly in my head was, if I let go, I'm going to die. If Jeez. I let go, I'm going to die. So if true, I let go, though. I'm going to die. Mm. It's 100% <laughs> true. Absolutely. Yeah. And we hit, down on the second lap, down the straight, we hit 300 kilometers oh, an hour. Really? Going down the straight. It was, uh, it was, it was scary. It was pretty scary. I said, and when we eventually stopped after three laps, I couldn't move my fingers off. Someone else had to come yeah. and peel my fingers wow. off of those little handlebars. That would handlebars. be pretty uncomfortable for him. Did you have a safety word? <laughs> like, and what if no. you felt like your hands couldn't hang on any longer? Could you have tapped I, him and said? I, no, there was no way out. There was no, I couldn't yell. He couldn't hear me. I didn't have comms to anyone. Oh I was just there. I was in. Once we took off, it was three laps. At the end of the three and laps, when you're still like, now the bike's parked and you've just got your arms wrapped around him holding on. Did that theme music from Ghost start playing somewhere and, and you just said, I can't, I can't let go because I love you? You haven't even seen Ghost. I know. But you know what I mean? The pottery scene. Yeah. Oh, my love, my darling. Yeah. In the sequel of Ghost, it's me and Daryl Beattie on a motorbike. It's, it's a beautiful scene uh, right there. Oh, there we go. Down the main straight. But my fingers were sore for a couple of days, really? and my forearms are actually still cramping to this day. Is that right? I, oh, it was the pain in my forearms was ridiculous for about a week afterwards. You sure, that's not an old uni injury. <laughs> no, no, that's def definitely a motorbike injury. <laughs> uh, that one, but that is the scaredest. I've ever been, except for the time I was with Beck and she was parking downstairs. <laughs> that was pretty terrifying. Get that funny feeling in the morning. Bet Cozzy and Limo for breakfast. It's time for Monday, Monday. Movie. Movie Mayhem. Oh, here it is. It is back. Wait no longer. It's happening right now. Monday Movie Mayhem. Call through on 131060. And uh, you can play. We uh, play you a little clip of a movie. You have to try and guess what the movie is. And if the first caller doesn't get it, well, then we go to the second caller. Mm -hmm. And uh, given how things are looking at the moment, there's a fair bit of pressure on our first caller. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, we say good morning to Jesse from Ranella. What's going on, mate? Ah, uh, not a lot. Just at work. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, and now, Jesse, are you, uh, you, you're clearly a massive fan of Monday Movie Mayhem. Oh, yeah. Huge mm. fan. Yeah, great. <laughs> That's what we love to hear. Uh, there's still uh, still a couple of lines free if you want to give us a call on 131060. Okay, Jesse, here it is. The first little clip. See if you can identify this movie. You got a light, buddy? Yeah, sure, kid. Oh. Oh, I got it. Easy one. Jesse? Jesse? Oh, no idea. Oh, the Australian um, accent. Oh, Jesse, you're going to kick oh, yourself, no. Don't, No clues. No clues. Okay. All right. You leave it to the, the clips. <laughs> no clues at all. <laughs> Thirteen, ten, sixty. If you think you know what that movie is and you want to take part, see what's happening. It's crazy already. Mm. This is Monday Movie Mayhem. All right, let's <laughs> play swear. the second grab whilst we wait for the next. Okay, call we've back. got Renee here. Renee from Andrew's Farm. Good morning, Renee. Good morning. How are you guys? Good, thank you. Okay, have a listen to our second clip. There you go. And your wallet. Whoa, Renee, do you know what movie that is? Oh, and your wallet. 
This is mayhem, I tell you. <laughs> right, now, let's Michael. go to our next call, Michael from Modbury North. Do you know what the movie is, mate? Hang on, we'll play with Michael yeah. next. Hang they, on, now we've got to play more. Oh, okay. We've got to play more. Seamless. Here we go. Okay. Nick, give him your wallet. What for? He's got a knife. Okay, Michael, Come on, please. Michael. <laughs> Michael. Uh, crocodile Dundee, is it? Yeah, yeah mate. Well done. All right, let's get to the good bit. Hang on, the last, the last grab. Here we go. This. That's a knife. We cut off the good bit. Well, that's it just says that's having fun. That's you need to yeah. with this. That's not a knife. That's not a knife. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was the last. Yeah. That's yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, what uh, a movie. Gee, what a great film. An Australian classic, right there. See, Monday Movie Mayhem it delivers yet again. Yep. Get that Adelaide feeling with Bet Cozzy and Limo for breakfast. About seven years ago, we started the charity Cows of Cambodia over in Cambodia, which we love dearly. And about four years ago, we started a similar charity in Botswana in Africa. Uh, and uh, running the, the charity there is one of the most delightful things you could ever do. And about once every probably two weeks, I have a phone call with Tabo, who's the, the charity's manager over there. And he's at the top of the Kalahari Desert. And uh, our charity's a farm, which is like six kilometres by four kilometres in, in Kalahari Desert, where there's leopards and lions. It's just an amazing place. So whenever I call him, I'm so excited mm. to hear what's going on. And every time I, I call him on FaceTime, I always think this. <laughs> I always do this to him too. He's well over that gag. Sure, he appreciates it. <laughs> anyway, so I called Tab on Saturday night. Does he sing Man him. Down Under to you or anything? Or any, <laughs> any sort of I don't know if he'd know that song. <laughs> I must play that to him. He'd love it. Um, he sings Shut Up Your Face by Joe Dolce, is there? <laughs> Land Down Under. Get it right, man. FaceTiming Tabo, so he answers, and it's daytime over in Botswana, and I'm there with a couple of other blokes, so we're FaceTiming and having a bit of a chat. And he's laughing, and he says, I'm so excited you, that, that you ring right now because it's a very exciting time. You must you must come to Africa in July. Uh, I want you to be a very special VIP guest at my wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. and, and he's sitting next to his wife, right, right. As, as he's saying this. Now, Tabo's about to have his second wife. He's yeah. about to marry for wow. the second time. So it's right. just weird. He then put the phone over so I could see his beautiful partner. And, uh, Hang on, and the she's, current wife. The current wife. Wife number one. He's with wife number one. She goes, oh, oh, please, you, you must come to the wedding. July, big festival, big festival. And she's as excited as he is, if not a little bit more excited, that he's about to get his second wife. She has someone to share the load with. Well, yeah. well. <laughs> a problem, problem halved yeah. is a no. now, problem shared is a problem halved. Is that what yeah. I know I've spoken about this before on air, but I want to put it to you guys. Would you sure. like to have two husbands or two wives? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. It's just, you know. The paperwork. Just the, just the admin. <laughs> I'm the same. That's an admin nightmare to me. Mm. I just, I have enough issues dividing stuff in two. Yeah. Dividing into three. Oh, God. No. Ad, it, admin nightmare. Is it, we said to Tubber, how many wives, best case scenario, could you end up with? And he said five. Five okay. would be something that he would quite like in the future when he's 50 or 60. The, the interesting thing, though, when you've got two wives, for us, it yeah. sounds so crazy. 
But mm. for them, that's just the way it is and it's yeah. just normal life. Actually, and- I'd be happy for James to have two wives because yeah. then I can go, get your other wife to sort that. That's <laughs> yeah. not my problem. Oh, she can wrong. do the shopping yeah. this week. Or now, go and hop into her bed. Out of the conversation <laughs> with Tarbo, which went on for a long time, but in fact, we hardly spoke about the charity. We really honed in on this whole second wife thing. And uh, out of the, cho- the choosing of the, the, the wife, who do you reckon does it, the guy or the girl? I reckon, I reckon she would have a big say in this because mm. if you've got a really close friend, that yeah. might be kind of nice. Yes. The two of you can bond together. Mm. You can uh, go out together. You can do, you know, day trips together or whatever. You went on whatever. a holiday, uh, Lemo, oh, with yeah. a, another, a friend of Kel's. I oh, could... did indeed, yes. She and she, I've got to say, she was a godsend on that trip. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, here's the thing. In, uh, Tabo was telling us that it's the wife that chooses the second wife. So in, he, he right. believes, and he said this to me last time he was in Africa, that he must treat his first wife really, really, really well. Mm. So she chooses a good mm. second wife. Also, you could just treat your wife really, really, really well because that's <laughs> the right thing to do. <laughs> This is the reason why having multiple wives would be great. Because if you happen to jag one like you, you'd still have some others that wouldn't nag you as heavily. But but when I was thinking about it, I think it's far better. I, I think if I was to get a second wife, if I chose, then I reckon there'd be angst in the family. If Sam chose, I'd be like, oh, so sweet. G'day, mate. How are you? Welcome. You can have the front room on Wednesdays. Back, Cozzy and Lemo. SAFM.